audio. Especially with the pretentious words that they use. Oh, no, you ain't got nothing on scotch when it comes to pretentious wording. Everybody, twenty twenty four. That was a nice ten days not having to hear that. <sighs> you, I'm assuming you just listened to the podcast over and over, right? Just I, I filled over. my glass with Jack Daniels over and over, <laughs> <laughs> and tried a couple things that were. I tried, tried the new Buffalo Trace pick from from uh, Timmins. From Timmins Market. I want to congratulate Dan and the gang on that one. That ended up being well. They the, got they got it right without me. Oh Jesus! I'm not going to start the year <laughs> off with this. I, you know how many times I got that picture of you and the new riff? Yeah, I'm not going to do that. That never gets old. A couple of years ago, Rob ended up making the 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 pick on Timmins Market's new riff bottle, uh, the one that they inevitably went with, and yeah, you I, haven't I, shut up about I, it well, since I think, then. I don't know if I knew what I was doing, but I made a better sales pitch than the other guys. Yeah, so. you did. So every once in a while, I get I get Dan Bruner out at Timmins. He'll send me that picture. <laughs> And just feeding the beast over there every time it pops up. Yeah, two God, year, I hate Two that. years ago today. <laughs> terrible. Oh my God. So, uh, what you did you have a good holiday? Did you do? I know you got you got s- some people off your plate. Yeah. Uh, at your house, yeah, which the people are returning to from which which they came. Right. Uh, uh, so yeah, your, the house is yours again, house, and the cats are gone. And the cats are cats. They're yeah. gone. My well, my daughter took her cats, her cats back to Brookings. But oh, okay. But we we woke up early one morning to a crash from the basement, and I didn't think anything of it. And then I went down later, and there was a <laughs> there was a bottle that I had just gotten, and it was signed by John Rich. It was his American the Redneck Riviera, the Redneck Riviera, and it was yep. and it was sitting on the table, and it was half empty. <laughs> Which was odd, and I'm I'm asking myself, you know, were, did the girls come home and party last night, and why in the world would they have picked that one? <laughs> and then my daughter woke up, and she she comes in very sheepishly and said, well, did you see the bottle that was on the table? And I said, yeah, what the hell happened? She goes, well, is the floor in the bar sticky? <laughs> and I said, no, again, what happened? <laughs> and she goes... Well, I woke up and heard this crash, and then one of the cats came storming into my room like her tail was on fire. And she apparently had gotten up on the counter and then up on top of the fridge and then just decided that... Do what cats do. That John Rich's music (laughs) and his whiskey wasn't all that good and knocked it on the floor. The coolest part, I guess, was that it didn't break. It must have hit just kind of flat and popped the top. That's off. amazing that it did that. But I suppose the pressure in there and hitting the floor would yeah, do that, wouldn't I, it? I imagine that's what happened. But anyway, well, so. it's, it's interesting though that your daughter must have went out and picked up the bottle and put it on the counter. Yeah, and cleaned it. Right. Cleaned up. The oh, rest she of did. It. Okay, because yeah. I was I was going to say the second part was like she she just set it on there and then was like, well, it was the floor sticky because I didn't bother to do anything after the bottle at the floor. Well, <laughs> and it didn't smell like whiskey. Maybe that's not a good sign. <laughs> maybe for maybe for redneck beer. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, it wasn't sticky and it was uh it was half gone though. Huh. It was kind of funny. It, well, that is pretty funny. It, it wasn't one of the ones that Yeah, you know, I get, well, that I would have been moderately upset about. So God, could you imagine if I would have knocked off your Jack Daniel's 10 or yeah. something like that off the off the shelf? How many bottles do you just keep out where your cats have access to it? A lot? Most of them. <laughs> I mean, they're they're up on shelves and stuff. 
Did we learn a lesson? Yeah, don't let the cats come yeah. home. Oh, okay. <laughs> cats got to stay in Brookings. Oh, that's good. Um, this smells right. This smells better than oh, I. Oh, boy. Yeah, it does. I tasted it, though, and then it all came rushing back. Yeah. We're going to get to what we're drinking here in a second that kind of ties into what we want to talk about here on this podcast uh, today. We did have, I want to quickly mention, though, too, we had, a, we had a really fun allocated event that we went to the Friday before Christmas um, that we didn't get a chance to podcast about. Um, yeah, we that, didn't get a plug. I, we should, Dan, we should have been up on the screens there or something. Yeah, yeah, next time, Dan. Uh, you know, just consider no. us that we should be, you know, kind of thrown in there just uh, shamelessly next time you do an event yeah, like that. shameless plug. <laughs> no, it was a lot of fun. There was a great group of people that turned out for that. Uh, the bottles that Dan had I thought were amazing uh, that you he could buy a, that night. He had a nice selection Man, of stuff out there. I ended up getting the two that I absolutely wanted to get more than anything. <laughs> I was so happy. Um uh, and, and and people didn't uh, they didn't make fun of me as much as I thought they were going to when I t- chose those two bottles. Yeah, Justin did. Yeah, a little bit, but uh, whatever. <laughs> I mean, come on, Justin. Justin made fun of me. Yeah. Uh, why? <laughs> I don't have Justin money. Okay, Justin. Yeah. So I had to go with and and I've been look. I know. That's I've been the... searching for Wellers. For four years, and so I was able to get the Weller Special Reserve and the Weller Twelve, which are both, you know, they're they're they're. You can't laugh at those whiskeys, right? Well, would you would you pick, Rob? You want to just go ahead and put me in my place right now with the bottle that's sitting in front of you? I I picked the with my first pick in the 2023 allocated <laughs> draft from Lux Row. Distillers. I picked the Blood Oath Pact Nine. The Lux Road Distillers. Yes. <laughs> Playing halfback. Yeah. Uh, uh, and then I, then I, then I kind of went to your route. I picked a bottle of Eagle Rare just because I wanted it. Well, and, and, and it's, it was, my my second pick was you know I would have picked all nine of the Eagle Rares if I could have probably, but well, what, and, once and, you get past those ones that are you know the pappies and the in the stags and And it's what we've talked about for a long time at at a certain point when you've when you've had you know you've been fortunate enough to try almost all of these really good whiskeys which lucky for us we have been we've met some we've said it a million times met great people that are more than willing to share their stuff and we've got to sample and try stuff that i know in a million years i don't think i ever would have got my hands on had i not met these people or done this stupid little podcast and kind of got in with some of these folks so it is about who you know. And now, sure. Now you're reaching or I I've reached that point where I found things that I like. And so those are the things I'm going to gravitate towards at this point. It, it would be cool to have a bottle of Blood Oath. It'd be cool to have a bottle of um oh I don't know what else did they have what did he have down there that night that was a big deal. All the Pappy, yeah, the pappies, the, right? The st- there was a bottle of stag. And yep, there's some E.H. Taylors some that were there, EH, and, and there was some of the black and stuff. And uh, yeah, but I I know that I've I've I just love Weller, and I I didn't think I'd ever get a chance at a twelve for sure. I mean, I'd still like to get the uh, antique and the CYPB, <laughs> which right. that I'll ever get my hands on. That'd be fantastic. So it was a fun event, and I you know I think everybody left there pretty happy. Uh, getting some people walked out with four bottles. That night, one yeah. guy Dan told me that one guy spent north of a thousand bucks that evening. Oh, did he buy that Boss Hog? Too? He got the no, he didn't. But he got the Red Breast uh, twenty, oh, the yeah. twenty one, twenty two, whatever that one was. Which oh, I'd have loved to have had that one as well. Um, so he got super fortunate because they just kept you know spinning the wheel, and if 
you wanted it, you, you you bought it. And I think you got through most of it, so it was fun. Uh, anyway, that's kind of how we wrapped up the year, for sure. You got the Blood Oath and the Eagle Rare. I got the Wellers. Did you get anything for Christmas, or did anybody throw some whiskey on your list? Uh, no. <laughs> I, like I said, I, I went through a fair amount of Jack Daniels. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna are you gonna cut back now a little bit since I I I have to. <laughs> I I really gotta dial her in a little. Okay. Um. So well, it's, we're we're back to this. Uh, and I might add uh, another one uh, every week as well. Another uh, thing that we're gonna have to start doing. So oh, good. I know how much you want to cut that's, back. That's not cutting back. No, it isn't. You're right. Um. But maybe we can just do it in smaller portions. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I was. If you're gonna do it. You gotta do it right. I mean. I got uh, another bottle that I was coveting from my from from Joni, my mother-in-law, who is a big supporter of uh, whiskey at work. Um, you know how is it that I don't even get on the bastard stepchild list of this deal? I don't know, Rob. I don't know how you have you even better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's and it. it. Was, and maybe maybe, maybe that was it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I this point. Good point. Um, I ended up getting uh, for Christmas a bottle of the Glenfiddich Grand Reserva, which I've had my eye on for. I don't know, a year at least that I've wanted to, to, to find a way to get. And so she she bought it for me and I couldn't be happier. It's the it's the age twenty one years um in the uh what did they put this one in? This is the rum casks. The rum soaked bourbon casks is what this one comes from. So in essence, this is kinda like the Glenfiddich fourteen, because that's aged in the bourbon cask too. So but finished off in the rum a little bit. They have they have a bourbon cask and then they fill it with rum and then they after that's done they can I can I can I read you the pretentiousness of the back of this box? I have no idea. Okay. if you can read that little font even with your glasses, I, I can read on. this one. You, the blood oath one is too yeah. hard to read. Here's what it says on the battle on the on the back of this box: Scottish and Caribbean, traditional and unexpected, refined and rebellious, all embodied in this whiskey aged for 21 years in Speyside in in italics, meticulously selected American and European oak casks for extraordinary depth of flavor before a final flourish from rum-soaked bourbon casks. Now wait, it gets worse. (laughs) Intensely sweet vanilla and floral banana float under the nose. Pepper moves briskly across the tongue before sharp ginger, sultry fig, and uplifting lime dance together. All building to a crescendo of sweet toffee and spicy warmth in one deep, and dark dram. Well, that's going to require a, a much larger pour. If I have to, <laughs> Wait, hold up. No, that's not, if, what, I, if that's I not to, what I meant to take if from If I that. have no. to pull all of that out of this deal, <laughs> you just fill this little glass up to the top, Puddin', and we'll... Hey, we'll get going. Uh, yeah, it's... um. Oh, God. Glenfiddich 14, hands down my favorite scotch. This water this is. This Grand Reserva is um, hands down my new favorite scotch, for sure. So I'm gonna go ahead and take a little pour before we get into. All right, hold on. I, since you got it, you I'll let you pour. Since <laughs> no, 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 it's I, your I, baby. I, I, don't I, want you I to... learned. I learned that lesson too. Um, God, that smells good. Oh my God, it's just. You know, and and I love the. This is the first time I had read the box was today. Because <laughs> I didn't. Right, I didn't read me, the back of it until today. How did you go? Oh, you, you take as much as you want. Um. But I'm happy to, because, again, kind of my goal here this year is to learn how to drink whiskey better, right? Um, we're, we, we've been practicing quite a bit, trying to nose it, trying to get the, 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 the stuff out of it you, you, that you hear people with the reviews, you know, how they pull all this stuff out of there. 
So when I had this, I opened it up on Christmas Day when I got it to share with my father-in-law. And my first, my first sniff of it was, I was like, oh my God, there's banana in here. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. It is banana. Is they it, even say. Isn't they even? They even say. Isn't it? Uh, isn't banana in a lot of that? Yeah. Well, bananas have been part of too. You're just looking for banana anyway. <laughs> All the time. So this, yeah, this. Um, I do get some citrus. And like it's, it's a Speyside Scotch, so it's very light. It's it's Scotch without being what everybody thinks Scotch is. It still smells like Scotch. See, and maybe I'm just getting so used to it now that I don't get that anymore. Just because I probably drink it a little more than you do. If you drink it at all, you're drinking it more than me. <laughs> but it's still, I mean, you know what I mean when, it, yes. when I say that it smells like scotch. Right. I mean, it's essentially, you know, you can smell the difference between a... Anytime. Between an Irish and a bourbon and a, and a scotch-based... Right. You know, I lump, I'm unfortunately lumping Indian and... Mm-hmm. Japanese whiskey, well, because they're also Scotch category. They're it's that malted, influenced. It's that malted barley mash. Yes, this though just has. I love that rum sweetness that this is. I'm rum finished whiskeys in in any sense right now. I'm kind of really getting into as well. I just love that sweetness that they put into that stuff, and this has that just in in spades. You know, it is super sweet, more so than I think you'd even expect. For sitting in a barrel for twenty-one years, I I, I do think it's the rum that does that on the super sweet side. That kind of cuts down on that yeah. that that oaky you would get well, and it, and without it, it. And it cuts it cuts through the scotch flavor of it too. It 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 dampens that malted barley quite a bit. Yeah. Now that you mention, now maybe it. that's because it was the last thing it was in. I guess, but. It's it's amazing. It's it's really nice. Uh, that's the Glenflitic Glenflitic Glenfiddich Grand Reserva. Uh, if you can find a bottle or get a taste, do it. It's it's worth. Yeah, you should get whatever. a taste for sure. Um, okay. Since we're heading into a new year, I thought we should revisit one of the very first podcasts we ever did was about how we, new yeah. whiskey drinkers get into drinking whiskey, right? Well, we've talked about it a little bit yeah. since, just because we still can't believe it. <laughs> well, we can't believe that the, the, one, the one recurring recurring whiskey that keeps popping up over and over and over again. Now, I okay. liked it. Right. And I don't have, I honestly don't have a bottle of that in my house. And I haven't had it probably since the last time we talked about it. Easily. But I like that. It was, I loved the smell. The taste was still a little for me, but I, I could get past that if I probably drank it more. Did you okay? shake can that already? Well, I just had a tiny little bit, um, and I haven't drank Well, for... I know, but I didn't pour much more than you. And... I didn't drink on New Year's either, so I got some catching up to do. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I went to, before I talk about this, I went to uh, Dakota Whiskey Territory, which is a uh, whiskey group that was nice see, enough to yeah see shameless plug Dan right include include we us help out our friends. <laughs> nice enough to include us in their in their little click um, <laughs> which I love being a part of and I put the question on there if somebody knows heading into 2024 and wants to start drinking whiskey for the very first time what bottle do you recommend they start with and I put the question up there specifically because I wanted to see if this one bottle that we keep seeing over and over 
pops up. I, I bet without, with, and I didn't, I, you came in and said that you posted this, right. but I did not go on and look, which okay. I said I was going to do, and then, of course, I didn't because I couldn't log into my Facebook page <laughs> on my computer. Let me start out with my favorite quote that popped up on here from a guy named uh, Justin Broughton, I believe is how he pronounces his name, <laughs> Broughton. He says, mellow corn, then follow up with something good. Whatever that second pour is will be their whiskey soulmate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you nailed it. That's that. That's that was funny. I, I bet there were a fair number of Buffalo Traces. Uh the very next comment: Makers, Buffalo Trace, and, and Weller, and Makers. Well, lots of Weller comments were on there well, too. Well, sure, Weller. If where? Well, if you can find it, yes. But Weller is a great place to start if you're a if, brand if new you, whiskey drinker. If you're drinker. one of those few people just starting out trying whiskey, and you're at an allocated whiskey event. <laughs> Then pick up a bottle of Buy the Weller, for sure. (laughs) Um, It's inexpensive and tasty. Buffalo Trace was there. Russell's Reserve made the list. Old Forster, 100 proof. A lot of people were picking this high proof stuff for somebody that's never drank bourbon before. Don't know if I agree with that. That, That's that's my argument with this one. Right. Why would you start here? Right. That's that's I would, yeah. That's I mean, what I agree and, with. Unless you're trying to scare them off, <laughs> so that you get more bourbon. I don't know that I would start out with the Old Forester Hundred Proof or the or this one. Right. Uh, another one. Another Weller Special Reserve one on here. Uh, Maker's Mark Buffalo Trace Four Roses. Four Roses. I'm is surprised a good one. that one didn't make the list more than once on these comments. That was, that was the only time it popped up. Four Roses is one that I drank quite a little bit in the early years. Yeah. Just because it was. It's so it's so easy it's, to drink. It's approachable. It's approachable. God, I hate that word, but yes, it is approachable. Somebody had somebody did put uh, Jack Black on here for you. Uh, that, that was that was, that was Greg. Me. I, Maybe, but in all honesty, I'm not sure I would start out if somebody came to me. I mean, I don't think I would point steer them towards Jack Black. What about either. gentlemen, though? Gentlemen, I would. Yeah, I think gentlemen's a great place to start if you've never yeah. drank whiskey before, just because it's it's smoother. Yeah. Uh, also on the list, they had uh, uh, Knob Creek made it a bunch. Uh, Eric put uh, Old Granddad 114. Wow. wow. You don't want them to drink whiskey ever again. Yeah, speaking <laughs> of something else that might as well be allocated out here. <laughs> yeah, no, I still have a little bit of that one left. I've got a bottle at home, but I, I wasn't going to crack it because I was under the understanding that they weren't having it anymore. I was too. And now you said that it was on every shelf yeah. in Minnesota. So. I see it quite a bit. Um, Basil Hayden's 80 Proof. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Eric, that was a good one. Uh, Hotel Tango on here, which is one that I know surprised both you and I when we had it a couple years ago. Yeah, for being a two year or three year something like that. It's very young. Yeah, boy, it's if I remember they correctly. All run together. <laughs> well, but but that is one that I just don't. Not that it's hard to find, but it's not overly prevalent everywhere. I don't think. Like if you walked mm-hmm. into a bar. There's a decent chance that they'll have Makers and Buffalo Trace and, and even the Basil Hayden. But, you know, most most places aren't going to have Hotel Tango sitting on the show. That's true. Uh, another comment on here I like. Somebody just said something under Although, 50 you bucks. You know what? I think Courtyard at Marriott. You're, oh. you're welcome, Adam. See how you do that, Dan? <laughs> I, I think I think they have they have some bottles on their shelf out there. Uh, let's see. Uh, one guy. Uh, oh, Heath put on here. Just try them all. <laughs> well, <laughs> all right, Heath. That's what we're trying, yeah. dude. So the one on here that we are always surprised because it does seem to make all of these lists, and I, I agree. I I don't think I have had that since the first time we talked about it five years ago. 
and it's the Wild Turkey 101. Yeah. People say that that is where you should point brand new whiskey drinkers to. And just taking that drink when we started this, it's, it's, there is so much. I mean, it's too, it's that, it's that high rye content in there too, that I think is, I don't know. It's, it's just off putting. It's, it's a little, I don't, to me, it wasn't off putting. I liked it. And I, like I said, I still don't have a bottle of it at my house. And I think that's completely mental. Maybe it is. Mental block on, but I've got Russell's reserve and a, I don't know, Russell's 10 or something, on, or, or Rare Breed, I, rare breed. I, I drink well, frequently. And of course, Wild Turkey makes, I mean, their master's craft that we yeah, got to have absolutely. last week, or it was amazingly it's good. It's just not one that I personally would think, you know, if you've never had it before, you should <laughs> Here's go, where go you straight start. for 100 proof stuff right. and get going. Yeah, I, don't, I, I guess I would recommend, you know, 90 would be my limit. To recommend somebody brand new to it, I'd, I'd, I'd find a lot of 80 proof stuff. Uh, just, I don't know, just to hope that they like it, I guess. to You know, because somebody had put in the comments, too, that this it's all a journey. So start with whatever, and, and that's what we've done, really. Well, yeah, I mean, we dove in, and Ryan... Ryan brought in a 114 proof Knob Creek on day one. Ryan about like, killed us. He about drove me out of this whole podcast <laughs> with that stuff. And then he drank it like it was Gatorade. Yeah. Right, yeah. and I, I just yeah, any that hundred and forty. Well, we've talked about um, Koi Hill. God bless you, Ryan. I don't know. Yeah, no it. kidding. As, um, a, as something that hot as a as a just a daily drinker seems like a lot. Right. I mean, Koi Hill, hundred and forty some proof. You know, a shot glass worth of that is more than enough. And it seems like if that, but you can't start there. I mean, even no. if, if, like for a night of drinking, that can't you that can't be your first pour, <laughs> right? Only because it's gonna your mouth is gonna be just yeah. wrecked yeah. from something like that. Yeah, you got to start at an eighty or ninety proof and kind of work your way up just so your taste buds get acclimated. Well, either that or start at one hundred and forty and go down. <laughs> Everything's gonna be <laughs> easy after that. The, uh, I, I've said it though that that Koi Hill is, is doesn't just taste like jetline no it's really good right no question it's delicious to drink but it's it's heavy (laughs) it's got a lot going on in the mouth but it it, but it doesn't really taste like it's 140 some proof no it's it's just it's just made well well the reason why we we wanted to talk about this is because you had sent me an article over the over the holiday um about how you get started when you drink whiskey from a guy who is who has been in the business for 47 years he's a master blender emeritus uh, billy lighton is his name the, the, the thing that i got out of this was do people still take rolling stone as any sort of bible towards anything i mean i don't even believe that they can get music right let alone i lifestyle i think stuff. i think they have great writers I really do. I think the articles that they, especially when they kind of go yeah. in depth. Except without the nudity like Playboy. I mean, <laughs> that's what I got. Oh, I get it for the articles. I get Rolling no. Stone for the articles. Oh, I, get, I get it for the guitar pictures. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> well, maybe I, the drumming pictures. <laughs> the, <laughs> the drumsticks. That's what well, I yeah, got for. The, the drummer's all sweaty and got his shirt off. Uh, <laughs> but uh, the, the reason why we wanted to do this podcast was because that was his beginner-friendly whiskey was... His list was Wild Turkey 101, Chivas Regal 15, 
uh, Michter's USA 1, or US 1, I should say, Glen Morangi Nectar, or the Redbreast 12. Redbreast 12, I would point anybody towards to start, too, if you're going to get out of bourbons. Yeah. Right? You could go to... The Chivas is easy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not familiar with the Glen Morangi. Um, and But I still... On the bourbon side, he went to 101. Yeah, that's the one he picked to get people started. Some guy that's been doing this for 47 years. Probably knows what he's doing. Well, is, he, is, but, he, is, he, uh, is he blending it with something else? I don't know. Um, his he had a he had a what a six step process. So f- step one, I know, they just never get to the point either. Do no, they? no. Here's, here's the five things you need. I or, cut it down quite a bit. <laughs> I'm like, all right, what? Oh yeah, read these off. Well, here his take. Just... His first one was you read the bottle. Okay, if you're brand new to whiskey, if you can, <laughs> don't don't start with blood oath and try to read what they have on the back. If you're a 25 wow. year old just getting into bourbon, then I highly suggest reading the bottle. If you're my age, then you have somebody read it to you. <laughs> I tried to read it to you, and I still couldn't do it. And God, that's hard. Before we go any further, blood oath, which I still haven't tried, <laughs> this packed nine. Okay, but I've had the like the I think I've had the six, the seven, and the eight. All right, and I've I liked. Six a lot, seven not so much. I thought eight was okay. So you went kind I, of a gamble on this one. Yeah, I did, which was going to bite me in the ass here in a minute, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll see. But, so anybody that's out there paying whatever, $140, I think, or ish for what this bottle was, keep in mind who your audience is. It's the 50-year-old like me, and so the six-point script font that you use on the label... <laughs> Sucks. <laughs> and you're a guy that does graphic design, so you yeah. kind of understand. I mean, I've got a history in this for 30 years. <laughs> you know, fewer words, bigger type. Yeah, it and is. Certainly, it is. for Christ's sake, that scripty Snell Roundhand font or whatever the hell you have on there. It is really hard to read. Even with cheaters on. Oh, boy. Do better. <laughs> That's all, right. all I'm saying. So step one, try to read the bottle is what I'm getting here. Yes. All right. And he just, the, the point of that was just to kind of, you know, get a feel for what you're about to drink. You know, <laughs> pay attention to what's on the label. There's, uh, sometimes there's dancing. And <laughs> Step two was the only one on here that I, I didn't, I, I don't know, made it just seem goofy to me. Listen to the whiskey. That was step two. <laughs> Listen to the whiskey, oh, Rob. See. He said, "When you when you pop the cork, listen to it. When it's when it's poured into the glass, listen to when, it. When the cat knocks it off of your fridge, <laughs> you're gonna have to listen to morning. it. Um, which was that just seems silly. What is listening to the whiskey gonna I don't do? Know. There is there's something satisfying about popping a cork on this, right? I mean, obviously, well, yeah, but it's not like it's but, champagne, right? You're not. It's not. It's it's you know, pop. You know, champagne is <laughs> boom. Like, what was the first one? Okay, very good. Uh, number three on his list, if you're a brand new whiskey drinker, there's going to be somebody making fun of me for that. Oh, too, I'm sure. So. Is is look at the whiskey, look at it, which that makes sense because lots of lots of times they will once you pour it in the glass specifically, they'll talk about things like legs, about how it runs down the side of the glass, whether it's sure. thicker, smoother, whatever. Uh, the color of it can be, you know, and they package some of these things so nice. Glenfiddich, I love their bottle design. That triangular shape has always been very nice to look at. Blood Oath is pretty basic. It's just your square bottle. Um, you know, it's got the, the raised glass on the outside. It, 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 the box it comes in is better. 
Well, they, not to take anything away from the Glenfiddich packaging, but holy snikes. I mean, the spinning yeah. and the pulling and the... Right, there's, there's a lot going got, on in the box. It's got like a neck thing that you see on people wearing on airplanes where they, so they can <laughs> yeah. sleep. Look, the bottle wants to be comfortable. It just needs the little... <laughs> just when you put it in there and you when you put it in there and spin it around, yeah. that's when it goes to bed, uh, Rob. Yeah, very 99. Yeah. See, yep, so you lock it in there and yeah. look at there. There we go. Perfect. Uh, well, just think okay. how much that would be without all of that other stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's a $150 bottle if you take the box away. But isn't the presentation a big part of that for it, a lot of these? It is, for sure. And the, and it does make sense to for the to pay attention to the color of it. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, lighter whiskeys just exude young sure. to me. Although you'll get a lot of Japanese whiskeys that are much lighter. S- Scot- Scotch, yeah. Scotch, too. Scotch-ish mm-hmm. adjacent right. whiskeys are different, for sure. Um, Cause, well, because the bourbon's taken all the good stuff out of it already. <laughs> God, um, you know the 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 adage is one hundred percent of the color comes from the barrel of yes. bourbon, and more than fifty percent of the taste. Yes, I believe comes from the barrel. So yeah, that's why you should look at it for sure. Step four is to nose the whiskey, <laughs> of course, which um, we're that, learning how that, to do well, still. Yeah, it, it's important. Um, but still, I, I, I'm not good at it. <laughs> well, and you get so many different people on how you're supposed to do it. Um, you know, some people say you got to put your nose all the way in it. Some people are like, no, you just want to use one nostril. You do a flyby. Yeah, you want to do. That's how whatever we first started to, this. Whatever happened, whatever to, happened that. to that that whole gesture that we used to that do? Circular arm it motion. Looks, it looked stupid. Uh, how did you not figure that out? It looked I dumb. Knew, I, I made fun of you for a year because that's what you did. That was really, God, that was, see, that's what I mean, though. People put out all of these dumb things you're supposed to do, but when it comes right down to it, it's, you know, you do you when it comes yeah. to this, right? But you're absolutely supposed but, to smell you it. Know, but across the board, I think it's you do you. That's why they make specific glassware for this, Glen Cairn specifically. On, that's on his list, isn't it? It was. The glassware was something else you were supposed to consider, but they weren't part of his steps, part of his process. Oh, here. see. Okay. So then number five, of course, is taste the whiskey. Duh. And number six on his list is to enjoy the finish, which that's something else I'm still trying to get used to because you pay so much attention uh, attention to what happens when it's on your tongue, the taste of it. You like yeah. anything you taste. You don't after you swallow a steak. You don't generally sit there and go, "Well, the finish on that was exquisite, <laughs> wasn't it?" The 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 beefiness, the bloodiness, the whatever. You don't think about stuff like that, but you're really supposed to with whiskey. You're supposed to think about. Sometimes, sometimes the finish comes to you. You don't need to think about it. <laughs> sometimes, You're sure. Like, oh, that was burning. I don't know that I like that. But I think you get more enjoyment out of that, of of just sitting for a second or two after you swallow it, and kind of tasting what's left over because it 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 does it leaves sure. you with that it, in a lot of instances the, yeah the, the the finish is different than the flavor for sure because yeah. you're going to get more of those notes as it as it goes down the back as it goes the, down it goes down the tube right. there rob as it as it gets swallowable um okay so that was uh is there anything you don't want to bounce off the microphone before we leave am i bouncing a lot of stuff off there you've, you've hit it with the bottle you've hit it with the thing i try your not elbow to. I haven't paper. hit it with my elbow. You did too while you're reaching for the thing. Oh, all right. I'll try to. I'll try to be uh, quieter, I guess, during well, the podcast. Just, I don't know. More cognizant of where your microphone. Pour at. that blood oath out, Rob. No, you pour it. As I get ready to, um, as I get ready to blow your mind. 
Oh. Ready to have your mind blown, Rob? I could use some blowing. Okay. Okay. God dang it. Look, it's the third <laughs> bottle we've tried. We haven't gone that far. Not that well, deep I into this. I wasn't asking you. Okay. Um, how many different types of... Uh, Is this where I got to put my glasses back on? No, how many different this? categories of alcohol do you think exist, Rob? Uh, let's see. There's guest. Fancy guest. What? <laughs> Oh, that was a friend's towel, okay, towel we're reference. Not, no, for, we're not going there. Uh, I, do, more than categories, I... Categories. Categories of alcohol. Uh, is, is whiskey a category, or is that broken down into subcategories? No, I think you should have, like, whiskey, right? Well, Vodka. Gin. Gin. Tequila. Rum. Tequila. What, what would beer be no. classified as? Well, it wouldn't be a... Well, categories of alcohol. Alcohol. Yeah. Wine. Wine, beer, just wine or beer. Do you have a number there. that you can... I don't. No, I don't. Oh, but I just wanted to see how, I don't many, know. There's, there's, how many I could make you rattle off here. There's probably... I don't know. There's probably hundreds. Well, I don't know if there's hundreds. I think there's categories. They get well, beer, I mean, wine, whiskey, like gin, scotch. Cordials and liqueurs and... Yeah, maybe. Sure. Okay. I see where you're going you know, with that, that's, right? That's where I'm, you know... Do you uh, think there's room for a brand new category? No. Well, that's where you're wrong, Rob. Where's Malort fall in that, you suspect? The garbage. It just goes right in the garbage. You just throw it right into the the garbage. Right into the bin, as they call it. Sorry, you Chicago loving fans. There's a West Virginia distillery that says it has created a new category of liquor. Okay. Man Cave Distillery. Oh, I like the name. Made a product from maple sap. Not not maple syrup. The actual sap from the tree. All right. It's called Ambrosia. That's the name. It's not not capital A Ambrosia, but Ambrosia. Um, What's the difference between capital A Ambrosia? Well, capital A, I think, would be the name of it. But this is the category they want to call an Ambrosia category of alcohol. Okay. Um, Now, would this include all liquors made from all sap? Well, it sat close to a year awaiting government approval. Because it's made in a way that requires it to be put in the category all its own. So the government can't figure out what this is. It's not a moonshine. It's not a vodka. It's not a whiskey. It's not any of these other categories we listed. And it's only available at the distillery, and they only have 60 cases of this remaining because they they ran out of maple sap. Which I don't know how. Maybe that's just what they harvested they ran out of. They're not going to go get more, I guess, until the government can figure out what this is the thing is is they 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 need the government of west virginia to declare it like the state liquor or whatever for this to be a thing all right what a what a pain in the what a pain in the butt i can't imagine this this tastes good this seems to be like the jurassic park deal where we were so busy trying to figure out if we could we didn't spend any time thinking about if we should that's 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 really true that's probably the best way to wrap up that story well, for sure. Well, isn't maple sap, isn't that where maple syrup comes from? I don't know how it works. I don't know how you get, I mean, I've been to like syrup farms where I've seen how it works and everything, <laughs> but I don't know. A little border collies heard, heard, no, heard no, the, there's, the syrup. <laughs> <laughs> no, syrup comes from trees, Rob. There's trees. Okay. That's the syrup that, would syrup, that would be syrup ranch. Uh, syrup I ranch guess. would be where the where the yeah little border S- collies what are. Did, what did you get? Syrup ranch dressing. <laughs> so uh, 
I don't know. Do we need? Do we need any more? Do we need any more types of alcohol at this point? Well, I'm good don't for these enough? guys being innovative and whatever. But I would. I, I can't believe you haven't driven to West Virginia to get <laughs> one of these bottles. If you're, if you're looking for Dorito Nacho Cheese Whiskey, this it might be all right. It's coming, Rob. It's getting closer than you think. Is it? Oh, it's good. getting closer than you think. I found out though that that's it's not whiskey. Uh, I was a little bummed about that. So it's just fermented nacho cheese. Maybe can you ferment nacho cheese? Suppose, suppose you, you probably distill anything. Uh, you might need a new still when you're done. All right, next week. Well, next week, this Monday, as of this recording, this Monday is the King of Rock and Roll's birthday, and uh, I've been sitting on a bottle. <laughs> I've been sitting on a bottle of. Midnight snack. Midnight. Oh, for Christ's sake! I'm so excited to open this and share that with you next week. More excited for your face when you get it. You uh, haven't opened it yet. I haven't opened it. No, I've been saving it for Elvis's birthday, baby. So that's what we're going to do. That'll be next week's podcast. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. So you've taken a sip. We'll wrap it up with your take on this uh, packed nine blood oath, Rob. I like it. It is. Oh, shit, I can't read that. It is a blend, and it's so it's not distilled. It's it's for, blended for Lux Row, but it's a blend of. When is it a blend of? It's finished in the Olorosa sherry casks, so that right away that a little oh, bit of that little yeah. of that dryness is on there on the finish. Yeah, it's a it's a. This is, <coughs> this is the stupid font. Uh, it's a blend of a. Six sixteen year old that teases with brown sugar and spicy anise. Next, a luscious twelve year lush should not say luscious twelve year old. Twelve year old evokes leather and vanilla on the nose with fresh honey and caramel flavor, and then finally a seven year old finished in Spanish Oloroso sherry casks. Let's see, carries the aroma of, I think that's sweet and not sweaty. Sweet <laughs> Doesn't sherry. Doesn't smell sweaty. <laughs> sweet sherry while satisfying, satiating. Satiating. Oh, there we go. Good word. Satiating the palate with dark fruit, molasses, chocolate, and tobacco. And it's, uh, what is it, 98.6? Yeah. Smoother than that. It drinks way it, it, smoother than uh, that. That shit. Oh, Jesus. And then you turn and you can't see shit. <laughs> just just watching Rob with his cheaters oh, on I makes know, me I'm so s- happy right now. I'm so not. <laughs> I do I, I do everything I can not to have to wear them, but then you use this. You see that font. kind of font. So Yeah, this is this is very good. It's very, very good. Um I'm yeah, I'm a fan. I'm glad I picked it. Um Yep, thanks, good call on that one. Thanks, Dan, for the opportunity. Yeah, no kidding. Um and Ryan, for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. Sorry about the Texas Longhorns, hmm. Ryan. That was a bummer. I'm not wrapping up any more of these podcasts with college football talk. All right. None you of- didn't watch. Oh, I never. Of course, mind. I didn't watch any college football. The playoffs oh was, were God, yesterday. Gives a crap. Um, oh, Ryan, because he went to Texas. I hear there was there was there was lots of um, there was there was some some I don't know if it was tomfoolery or there was some. Some up upsets? Was somebody upset, or was there some? Well, I bet the losers were upset. Oh my God! Okay, this is just no number one and number from. two won yesterday. Oh, well, then who cares? Um, what fun is that? If the well, they were good games. Alabama tried to tried to they went into overtime. 
And the Texas-Washington game was, in my opinion, a lot more exciting, but Washington got out to a pretty big lead, and, and Texas staged a pretty good comeback, had a touchdown broken up as time left or time expired. When I have trouble falling asleep at night, Rob, is it you just listen to me. I'm going to remember this conversation. Though. I'm just going to play this part of the podcast back, and it's going to and it's going to send me right to La La Land. Uh huh. Keep it up. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Go try some Blood Oath and some Glenfiddich Grand Reserva if you can find it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Whiskey at Work. I am the producer and host, Mark Houston, along with Rob Henry. Our shows are engineered by Chris Jaquist, and the video and audio editing is done by our own Russ Haddon. If you like what you hear, we would love a five-star review wherever you rate your podcast and leave us a comment as well. It's Whiskey at Work on the Home Slice Audio Network. Mm-hmm.